This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Hello everyone, this is Letty Medina and I am this week's host for Healing the Whole Person. And um, today I have uh, a good friend with me in the studio. Her name is Julie Huff. And the reason that uh, Julie is sitting here with me today is several weeks ago, I was in morning prayer, and it was the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. And as I was praying, um, Julie was put on my heart. And the reason Julie was put on my heart is that Julie um, has been a sorrowful mother herself because she has um, experienced the loss of her oldest son, Matt. And so I, uh, I reached out to Julie. I, I said, Julie, you were put on my heart, and I would like to invite you to consider coming on a radio show and sharing your story to um, share your journey. And what did you say, Julie? <laughs> well, what I said was, ironically, I had woken up at around 3 in the morning and felt compelled to say a Hail Mary and just ask for a little bit of healing that day, um, just feeling... A little down I forgot what the day might have been oh it well it might have been close to his death yes. anniversary yes and um, and then you sent me a note and I just you know little signs are always there amen and that is exactly right you know when you affirmed that you were praying for that healing that morning it was like okay well there there we go <laughs> perfect person to invite on healing the whole person so Julie you have a, a a beautiful story to share, a hard story to share, but it's such an important story to share because the reality is we all we all experience suffering in different ways. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Great. Thank you for inviting me. I, I hope anything I say can, can help people heal in whatever pain they're struggling with. Absolutely. So we, you know, why don't we start out with a little bit of your background, like tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and how you grew up and, you know, a little bit about your faith foundation. Okay. So I'm your traditional cradle Catholic, <laughs> uh, grew up in a, my, my mom was Catholic and my parents were divorced, um, and we're fairly consistent churchgoers, um, but that was it. You know, we just went to Sunday mass and there wasn't really a whole lot else happening, to encourage faith along the way. I, I did my CCD at the time. It's, I'm not called that anymore. Um, you know, but I did my weekly religious study. Uh, you know, I certainly was baptized, had my first communion. Um, and somewhere around um, high school, you know, eighth grade, high school, I, I don't know, we just kind of stopped going as consistently sure. to church. Um through college, I didn't really feel compelled to go, yeah. um, and then uh, got married. Mm -hmm. My husband is definitely, um, I would say at that time, way better than I was <laughs> about, you know, just staying a little closer to his faith. And so, um, you know, he he's, he's someone who leads by example, and so he would go to church every week, ask me if I wanted to go. Sometimes I said yes, sometimes I said no, yeah. and, then, um, and then when we had kids, um, I, I definitely made a stronger effort to kind of go on a weekly basis and, and you know, be there 
uh, that example for, you know, to have the family unit together. And I think that's a very common journey that I've heard many, many people share. Certainly it was kind of my journey as well, where I was not very faithful during those you know, high school, college years. Um, but then once we have kids, we start going, oh, well, maybe I need to yeah. come back to the Yeah, what's, what's really important in life. Exactly, right. Um, can you share, like, from your history, what, what was the first awareness you had about kind of God and the reality of God beyond just the cradle Catholic stuff? And when did it he become a little more real to you with regards to prayer and answered prayer? Uh, I... I would say I've always just tried to pray at night when I go to bed, right? Sure. Like you're just kind of taught to do that. And um, I I remember we were moving back from out of state to the to this area, to the Lake County area, and um, I had come back on my own to search for a house and a community. And I kind of had an idea of one place, but then I got. A little nervous about that community and so I was searching and so I went to bed one night and I just prayed 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 you know just help guide me where we should be living where's the right place for our family and literally I woke up the next morning just with this clarity that said here's where you need to go the first house I saw was like exactly what I wanted and it put me in this both a town and a community within that town that was absolutely the right place for us to be we've we've uh just established an amazing level of connection with with this whole we it gave us a, a bigger family a bigger community and and it was just from the second we moved in you know and it was just so clear you know i was just yes. it was like this is where you go and what you do absolutely and that's a beautiful again reflection of how god does answer prayer i had a very similar experience uh, during my Uh, early years of marriage where Chris and I were trying to figure out what we should do next and same thing I prayed 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 and the next morning I knew exactly what we needed to do yeah and it and it panned out to bless our lives in a great way so well and and I'd I'd add on to that so when we got back we were trying to figure out we initially wanted to put our son Matt in um, St. Gilbert's Catholic School but at the time it was when you know even with three classes they had waiting lists he was in kindergarten and so uh, we that wasn't going to happen that year, so we also said, well, we don't have to go to St. Gilbert's. Let's look at St. Paul. Let's kind of evaluate which church we want to be part of. So we went to both a couple times, and um, again, I went to bed. I, I just prayed. I said, you know, please help us make help us guide us to where we should be. So the next morning we got up and we were going to St. Gilbert's that week, and they asked us our family to bring up the gifts, mm-hmm. and. That to me was just the purest form of okay. I said to I said to Steve after I said this is clearly where we're supposed to be, and then the next day we got a call from um, it was a parent leader at St. Gilbert's and said we have a spot for your son for the fall. Will you be joining us? How beautiful! Yeah, and so again, you know, we it was just I think those were the only not the but the first two moments in my life where I really felt like I I prayed and I was given guidance you know Uh. that that was clear guidance you know and I just think you have to look for you have to look for the answer you know it's not you just have I don't know I just believe that that was my answer as opposed to just oh that was coincidence right and you felt and you felt it like almost in your heart right yeah because that's how he works he works in our hearts that he kind of He's, he gives you that kind of deeper knowing that, yes, 
this is where I want you to be. Yeah, and and, and I chuckled because we've never previously been asked to bring up the gifts. We've never subsequently <laughs> been asked to bring up the gifts. That day, we were asked to bring up the gifts, right? There, it's just it's, beautiful. Yeah. No, I love that. And he affirms that, you know, by, by then getting giving giving you the phone call. This yeah. is, oh, and by the way, we have an okay. I, I, I'm going to uh, notch it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and, you know, I just, I think it's important for the listeners to consider that aspect of community, right? Because we don't journey alone. And having a community that you really feel is life-giving and um, a real support to you and a bigger family to you is such a gift yeah and and god wants that for us and sometimes you know we think of oh i want to live in this town or this community because it seems fun but i again i believe really we were guided to this place because of what we were going to need exactly and and so it was so much more important than i think other people might think about their community right for us it was i i can't even really express how how impactful and important it was in our life to be exactly where we were when we were. Exactly. It's really important. Yeah. Um, So we come to part of the story that's going to be a part that's really hard to talk about, and that's that Matt got sick. Yeah. So um, Matthew was, so we were, uh, he was seventh grade, and so now we'd been at St. Gilbert's and in Grays Lake for, you know, a good 10 years or more. And, yeah, he just got sick, and um, he got cancer. And uh, he was diagnosed in January. It was a pretty aggressive form of something called Burkitt's lymphoma. Um, it's a cancer that doubles every day. It's fairly rare. Um, you know, we went through all the chemo rounds, and we thought that he looked kind of good but I don't know in my heart I, I I had a good friend from St. Gilbert's and we went to an event and and she said something to me and I just said well I don't I don't feel very good about all this like and she, she just you know because so many people cancer so curable right you know and, and I guess I just consistently didn't feel as um, optimistic mm-hmm. about it I guess um, so he was done like in June with his his treatment, and then um, his next scans, which were just a couple weeks later, showed the growth was growing again. And so um, he did a couple aggressive types of treatments, and then um, he passed uh, uh, in August. So it was really a fairly fast um, thing. And and we've talked about this, but I have to say today is his birthday. You know, so he would have been 25 today. And it's always a hard day, but it's, you know, we're 11 years in and it's, it's a lot easier. Certainly every year has gotten slightly better, but, um, you know, it's, it's still a remarkable day. So again, when Letty, when you asked me to do this and it happened to be on his birthday, again, it was another sign that says, you know, this is really important to be there and share this story. And I, I, again, I thank you for your courage and stepping forward on this very special day to share this story because I know it's not easy. Um, but there are pen- plenty of people out there who need to hear what you, you were sharing today. So, you know, here you've talked about this, you know, very difficult time of Matt's, you know, going through this horrible disease process of cancer there was an added stress in your family at that time yeah. 
What can you share a little bit about that? So this all happened kind of in the 0809 financial crisis, um, and right prior to Matt getting diagnosed, my husband, who at that time was our primary bread earner, lost his job, and um, so that was you know stressful <laughs> to Very. say the least, right? Um, and because the economy was so bad, you really just didn't have a great sense of where you were coming out of this. Um, but within a month of Matt's illness, we both just looked at it as just that had to happen for a reason because Steve was able to be there with Matt like every day through, you know, and, and I was there enough, but I was trying to, I was building a business and, and I, you know, I could focus a little bit more on that. And if you don't, when kids are being treated with cancer, like a lot of times they're, um, they have to rush to the hospital a lot. And so, because either there's a fever or they're low on blood count. So like every couple, so we'd stay in the hospital for like five or six days at a time. And then often in the next three weeks, you'd have to go down at least twice, three times a week for blood transfusions, for platelets, so for all these things. So the fact that he was there and available all the time to be with Matt was um, was really a great relief. And, and we just... We saw it as a blessing then. We see it as a blessing now that, you know, this happened. But again, it, it we just believe that there was a purpose to it. Yes, and, um, absolutely. And, you're, you know, you're not the only family where I have seen a very similar pattern where um, an, one of the family members is let go of right at the time where something very tragic is happening and they, they're needed at home. Yeah. But it's like, really, Lord? Really? Is this really what you want? And yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> because, because you're thinking, right, like there's all these extra costs, right? You've got to exactly. go downtown all the time. You know, there's the, the at that time, our medical, this, the insurance was different a little. It covered a little more than it does now. But, yeah. um, you know, you're just, your mind is like, oh, there's all these extra things. But it, it for us, it, it really, it was, it was a very good thing. Yeah. God knows what he's doing. I know. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, you know, what did what did you pray for during this time? How did you deal with the pain of this process? Um, I prayed a lot of Hail Marys. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I, a lot of I, I I prayed just to have strength yeah. and to um, just to be strong, to, to be there for the family. I have two other children who were younger. Matt was the oldest. Um, so, of course, I, I prayed for him to get better, but I felt that that piece of it was a little bit not in my control. Um, but I just really prayed that we stayed strong as a family and that I was just given the wisdom to work through this however God needed us to work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, prayed that we could stay strong in a marriage. Um, and, uh, you know, those were a lot of the prayers. And um, I'd never really said Hail Marys much before in my life, ever. <laughs> I'm not sure I even could have recited it. Like, right. um, but it, when your kid's going through pain like that, you're up a lot, you're awake a lot during the night. And so you're looking for ways to put yourself to sleep and have your brain stop working. And so I just would recite the Hail Mary over and over and over again. And it was more just kind of the soothing mm-hmm. um, prayer, but, but that was 
yeah. a lot of, of what I did. Absolutely. And, you know, again, I, I would think that many uh, people out there who have gone through a similar um, situation as, as you endured as a mother with a child who is very, very sick and dying, um, Mother Mary is, because she lost her son, right? She lost her son. She knows the pain that you're experiencing better than anybody that's up there. And um, she's very, very present to us. And, and so even though you were like, I didn't even know why I started praying these Hail Marys, in some ways it was truly inspired probably by the Holy Spirit yeah. to cling to your mother who knew the sorrow of your heart and the, and the suffering you were enduring as a mother. Yeah, well, and having in the last few years spent more time with you too and knowing your attachment, um, it's just been kind of interesting to see that healing presence you know, in Mother She's Mary. amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it encourages me more to even, you know, want yeah. want to pray that more. I remember one time you and I went out, you know, we had kids in CYT, Catholic uh, Christian Youth Theater, and we had a, a moment together to talk. And uh, you said to me, you know, why shouldn't it be us? Like, why shouldn't our family have to carry this cross? Can you kind of share a little bit about that? Yeah. I don't, there's been some, ever since I've been young, I just feel that personally, and I, I think most of us are, we're here for a purpose. I don't know what that is, um, but I, whatever it is, I, I, I continue to pray to guide me to how I can best be used in this world. Um, but, you know, I look at in the whole world and, and it's like until that point where my son got sick, I had been nothing but blessed. I mean, I'd had odd things happen in my life, but in general, I had, you know, good education. I had a good job. We were financially secure. Like everything had been perfect. Pretty good. You know, pretty yeah. good. But I look right the rest of the world. There's pain and there's suffering and there's, you know, Chicago, you know, parents are losing their kids every single day in Chicago, right? Yes. And, you know, we live in kind of this cushy little environment where every, we're all safe. And I just, so I just kind of always felt like, what's so special about me compared to all these other parents, right? And and I just have always had that belief, like, uh, why not us? You know, mm -hmm. we're no more special than everybody else out there who yes. are enduring pain and, and loss. But you know what I want to point out about that? The fact that you could even think that way it was a grace given to you. And, and I say that because so many people who struggle with loss and suffering can grow bitter and angry yeah. at God, right? And instead, you accepted it. You didn't like it, but you accepted it as part of the journey. Yeah. And that is a grace from God, yeah. you know? That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, truly. Um, can you share a little bit about how you saw Matt handle his cross? Oh my gosh, he was amazing. I mean, and uh, I think many young children who get illnesses, they're given such strength. It's truly amazing. I mean, these kids you see in the hospital, and so uh, I recognize he's not alone in this. I, I will express that many of these children dying have this incredible strength that they've been given but on his gravestone we have a saying and it says mom and dad mom dad I'm fine because whenever anyone would ask him how he was doing the doctors anybody he would just say I'm fine I'm fine 
Like, I'm fine. Like, literally, <laughs> he's laying in bed with the most excruciating headache, and his comment is, I'm fine. You know, he just had this, you know, he was pretty, he was miserable. He was a teenage boy, right? So he was kind of crabby sometimes. Sure. But he never complained, ever. Um, he just thought he was going to get through it. And, you know, it, you didn't really want to have that conversation. Right. But there were a couple things that happened. And he said, I know why I'm going home. Or I know why this is the way it is. And, you know, what do you say? Yeah, yeah, you're not going to be here. Um, it's not really something you say because they don't, it's not a good conversation. Um, yeah. But he was just pretty even keel, upbeat, um, positive. I, I have, if we have time, I yeah. have this great little story. So there was one day he was in a lot of pain, um, really, really bad headache. He would get these spinal taps, so, so medicine in his spinal column for the cancer. And so they caused bad headaches, and the hospital couldn't seem to get him what he needed to get rid of his hospital. So at some point, I went out in the hallway, and I had been crying quite a bit because I just had, I just, it just pained me. So I go back in the room, and um, he looks up at me, and he can clearly see I've been crying, which I try and hide from him. And then he looks at me, he goes, "Toughen up, sissy." <laughs> and it's it's our mantra in our family, and and it's just this mantra of just toughen up, sissy, you know, and I'll. I just will never forget that. And that's just that kind of how he he dealt with this illness. Yeah. And, and he, he tried to maintain a positive attitude and, and yeah. get through it as best as he could. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you say about, you know, children being given an extraordinary strength and grace to handle the cross of suffering, I, I, I agree. I've seen that myself. And, um, and there's there, no there way to explain it. No. Right? And their exam, I think that... Again, I believe like thing. There's always a reason, and I just think that they then give us may, when really hard things like that happen to young kids or whatever. It's it makes us reassess our faith. It yes. makes us reassess our connection to people. It makes us reassess so much in our life, right? And part of me believes there is that pain and suffering because of how it makes you reassess your life and your community and your friendships and, and all those important. things. In this last minute, can you share a little bit about the very last part of his journey? Yeah. So um, so his last couple weeks, he was really not healthy. And um, he was on mainly mor morphine and pretty uh, the last week sleeping all the time. But uh, we were holding his hand and the night, bef the night he passed, he squeezed our hand several times. Um, we knew it was time, and um, he just looked up and had the most amazing, peaceful look on his face that I've, the peace and happiness that I'd ever seen, and I knew he had passed over. And it was just, it gave us such comfort. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we're, it's time for a commercial break, but don't go away, because when we come back, Julie's going to share a little bit more about her journey after the loss of her beautiful son, Matt. Thank you. This is Letty Medina with Healing the Whole Person. We'll be right back.
Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. A prayer for deliverance with Father John Regus, Director of the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe at Marytown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us in intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult or the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our lessons to children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters, and families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices and we invoke Mother Mary also and all the saints in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners and may they be broken in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit may you send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them and may our Mother Mary place her mother in the mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall Amen are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MAT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Welcome back, everyone. This is Letty Medina with Healing the Whole Person. And uh, we have a few prayer requests that I want to lift up right now. So for Irene, who has some eye issues, and we just need to pray for the healing of her eyes. Um, for Gina, who was in a car accident, is having some trouble with her recovery. And for Maria, who is suffering from breast cancer. And so we just lift up all three of these women and ask the Lord to pour his um, healing mercy down upon each one of them and bless them in mighty ways and give them the strength to endure this time of suffering. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, so welcome back, everyone. So I'm here with Julie Hupp and she has been sharing um, her beautiful personal story, um, a painful story of loss of her oldest son, Matthew. And um, she just shared a bit about, you know, her, her faith journey, uh, her foundation as a, a cradle Catholic, um, and how Matt's death, um, you know, really kind of took her to a new level of kind of turning to the Lord and turning to our Blessed Mother, just lifting up those Hail Marys in the middle of the night when you needed that strength. So what happened, you know, after Matt's death? Like, how did, how did you, how did you move forward? Because I, I can't even imagine the, the huge loss and the, it's a, it's a big. Yeah, <coughs> it's hard. Uh, um, it's, it's hard as as an understatement. Yeah, I mean, understatement. it's it's uh, um, 
you're really in a daze for a couple years. Yes. Um, but yet you get up and you function every day in a way like you function. Um, yeah, we just tried to have things somewhat normal for the kids. Um, again, going back to community, um, you know, we really, we, uh, we live in a community called Prairie Crossing, which is a subdivision, but we also were part of St. Gilbert's Church. Um, the, our neighborhood was really great because that's where a lot of our friends were, but, but St. Gilbert's, the parish, our kids went to school there. It was really, they were really incredible. Um, they just, uh, I don't know, the, the parents, the, the everybody just did such special things for us that let us knew, know that we weren't alone. Yes. Um, and that's just so important. Uh, we just, we just, you know, we just knew we weren't alone and yeah. and that if we needed something from somebody we had plenty of people who would help and you know they just did a variety of different special tributes i think when you lose a child your biggest fear is that people will forget him or yes. her yes um and it was very clear to us that that was not going to happen um even to this day, um, they planted a tree at St. Gilbert's 10 years ago, and people still decorate it. Um, teachers who were at the school still send beautiful notes to us. We still get an ornament every year from one of the, the parishioners, and she was an aide at the school who makes a special ornament every year for Matt. I mean, those are just these little things that I think that a faith community does yes. in support of each other. Yes. Um, I had mentioned to you, we, we went to a grief group. Okay. Um, and it was oddly unhelp <laughs> unhelpful. Yeah. Um, it, for us, it just, um, I remember we came home one day, we were driving home, and, um, well, both of our kids were like, that just, that we did one with the kids, they split up in their own group, and they just were like, I, I just, it's kind of more depressing to go mm -hmm. to that than not to go to that, you yeah. know, and they felt that way. And Steve and I were like, you know, it was helpful for a while just to kind of know there were other parents in such similar grief, but there were parents there who'd lost their kids five and six years prior. And we just said to each other, we're like, I do not want to still be going here in five or six years. And some of them were there because they knew that they were support for other families, sure, right? Sure. But, but, what what we remarked was it seemed as though people of faith who believe that you know we fully believe Matt was in heaven he was with God and he was it it's just a calming thing to know your child is in a really good place we weren't in a great place right. but we knew he was and the people who didn't have faith and didn't have that 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 one knowing where their child was but also the thought that they might be with them again like we'll be with Matt again Amen. and we just believe that in our core and so I just think that people who have faith people who have these faith communities it's just a totally different experience yeah in getting through these these tragedies and sorrows than people who don't have faith Amen. No, you know? I love that and you know I think what you said knowing with full confidence that you will be with him again. You will. There's yeah. no question. That is a promise from our God. And that, 
I mean, that has to be the most comforting thing of all, right? That well, yeah, and we always joke. We're like, well, I'm not going to do that because I need to get, you know, <laughs> I need to get back to seeing Matt. No. <laughs> I love that. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Can you share with the listeners, you know, something uh, a little bit about how, what kind of outlets did you turn to f- during this time of grief? Like beyond the... Uh, um, faith community and um, the grief groups you know I know you were into running and you know yeah. things like that yeah well that? I work out a lot I um, I really did need something to focus on so um, you know I just had some organized events I did more one of the things we did which I didn't even that but we we founded a foundation called the 12 Oaks Foundation and as I as I mentioned, like, I do believe we're put here for a purpose and to just, uh, you know, we kind of said there has to be some, there has to be some good that comes out of Matt's death. And yes. we, there has to be something more we're meant to do than just sit here and be sad about it. Yeah. And, and so what, what we saw as a need when Matt was sick was um, a lot of regular families the financial burden is is a lot when kids are being treated with cancer and middle kind of income middle to average not average upper little middle middle income there's no real support for them financially and yes. so we 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 founded a foundation that would pay for both kids who are sick but also all their siblings uh all their sports and extracurricular activities if there was a child who had cancer in the family so um that really helped us feel like we were channeling our grief into a real positive um, outlet. And what came of that really was we had t- these two events. It was a, a Matt's Mile. And ironically, today is the 10th anniversary of our first Matt's Mile race. I mean, it's all like I've been kind of thinking about it today. It's all. So we had this 5K race, and then we had this tournament called Hoops for Hope, which was meant to be a really fun um kind of a backyard three-on-three tournament for kids and adults and I I would just say for for many years in Grays Lake these two events were truly just these amazing community events they were yeah you know and as you know five six seven years as they go on you know everyone grows up and they but um it was just this amazing way to uh, event to connect our communities that it just brought us so much joy, and I, I don't want to speak for others, but I, you know, just it was beautiful. They were just fabulous events, and and really family-oriented events, things that um, weren't aren't that easy to find. Right. You know, and the Hoops for Hope tournament was really it was just the funnest, most community-building things that that we could have done. So that was really a big um, undertaking that that we took on, and yes. and we felt really. Um, that it, it was just the direction we were we were sent to go in. Absolutely, and you know, you you say that you were always asking God to show you how He wanted to use you. I mean, He used you in yeah. in that way because you were able to bless many families with financial yeah. support when they had a child who had cancer, and that's that's an incredible gift. Yeah. Well, and I think you know God uses people very differently based on their their talents. Like He's using you doing this and and you know other other ways because these are your gifts and I've kind of started to come to terms with my gifts are I'm a good organizer I'm you know I am connected to the so like I don't have to be someone who's leading in prayer I can be doing 
these other activities that that help other people exactly you know and and um he uses yeah he gives us gifts to be used for his glory and as long as we seek that right and ask him lord show me how to how to use my gifts for your glory he will use them yeah and he has used both of our gifts yeah. i hope yeah <laughs> and so differently right yes, yeah but, but powerfully in both yeah both circumstances um you know i you would probably call me a nuisance in many ways <laughs> because um you know and i don't know if i've even ever shared this with you directly but you know the lord put you on my heart pretty strongly early on after the passing of matt because my daughter danielle was in matt's class mm-hmm. And she had a crush on Matt. <laughs> and I remember telling I you a that. a lot of the girls did. <laughs> I know. He was a very handsome young boy. Um, and so I just knew that the Lord wanted me to connect with you because I had such a strong faith. And I knew that I could help to continually invite you to deeper faith. And, and that's what he prompted me year after year to do uh, regarding your confirmation. You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, but do you f- remember only a couple years after Matt died, we went to that healing oh, um, yes. in Minneapolis, up in Minneapolis. You invited me to that service also, which was, you know, again, it's it's a journey. It's a journey. And that I wasn't ready for a lot of stuff, but I really, it was it was great to be invited and it was great to go and yes um but it's a journey right and and absolutely so you've been bugging me for many years (laughs) asking me why i haven't been confirmed um and to get to get confirmed and um i didn't get confirmed in high school i think just because we had kind of stopped going to church and i just never thought much about it and um and then as my kids were in school like each year was one of them was getting their first communion or someone was getting confirmed and then you know I my heart was just so heavy for so many years that I just didn't have the energy or desire to really do much yeah and um, finally you kept kept asking and um, I, I will say so first I'll kind of go into Elisa's journey yes, a little bit yes. yeah so my daughter, so my daughter is our youngest, and um, each of the kids were like two years apart, and she joined the youth group um, at, she actually ended, ended up joining at St. Paul, because that's where she got confirmed. Um, <clears throat> so she joined the youth group, and it was just so powerful for her. You know, she found her community there. Yes. And then she started... Um, she actually went with your group you guys did the steubenville retreat and Mm -hmm. um had adoration and you know she came home with these amazing experiences of adoration and i've never in my life seen an adoration Mm -hmm. right i don't even don't even really know what that was right so she's was growing and learning all of these things really about the catholic uh, about the faith but more also about just the bible and scripture and 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 being an active Catholic yes. and um, so so that kind of started to get me interested and intrigued by this and seeing these young people part of these these youth groups they're really enthusiastic about their yes. faith and I was like wow like this is incredible um, and so then she took she graduated high school she took a gap year 
and she jo- she went to more of a um, it was a Christian base, more of an evangelical mm-hmm. like uh, a gap year program. Um, so they did a lot of scripture reading, and what was interesting is uh, they challenged her all the time because she was Catholic, and so they're always like, "Well, why do they do this?" You know, it's like I don't know why are two the, they're one religion. Why why is it such a, a battleground? <laughs> right. But what it caused us to do is we started to do a lot more research in um, scripture. Beautiful. So we were becoming more like apologetics, like many, many apologetics, right? Um, But trying to explain our faith so we could explain it to her so she could explain it in her groups. Like, why do we do this? Like, why why is Mary such an important figure? Why do we have saints? Why do we have, you know, cross, like all these things. And so, um, yeah, we just started being, like learning more and not just about the Catholic religion, but just scripture and, um, then I joined a Bible study at St. Paul. Never been in a Bible study. It was very intimidating to me that, like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> and the topic was suffering. So we, we were going over not the Bible, but a book on suffering and how all these places in the Bible that talks about suffering. And so I said, this would probably be a good entree to me, you know. Yeah. And it was just a great group of people. Um, it was great conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, again, started to get me deeper thinking about my faith and my religion, um, how I participate in it, how I don't participate in it. Yeah. Um, and and I had mentioned, so Bishop Barron had written this little book, you know, about when all the scandal and how we as Catholics, like, don't leave the church. Like, we really need to be actively praying for priests. We need to be actively being more active in the church. And I don't know, it was just something about that that really stood out for me. And, and, and I said that's so true. I mean, how, I'm, you know, going to church once a week is just not enough. And so then I, then you reached out. Yes. Right? Again. Over <laughs> <laughs> yes. the like fifth time. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? This is probably, a, a, this is, I'm ready. Like, I wanted to, I wanted it to not just be a rote thing that I did. I wanted it to be, Something I was doing because I truly wanted that next sacrament. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah. So unfortunately, I did. I did it this year. So um, during COVID, right? Like you're all like, oh my gosh! Like I'm getting confirmed, and then right in early March, it just stopped. You know, and we kind of stopped our studies, and then you know we didn't get the Easter service to get confirmed. So it did happen this summer. It was a little anticlimactic, right? But it was you were there. Yes, yeah, (laughs) Um, and uh, but still, it was it was great, and I'm I'm very glad that I I've gone through with that stage. Good, yeah. Well, and you know, I think what you said early on about it's a journey, right? Like I, I think you know there were steps that the Lord kind of opened doors for you to come to that healing service that I took you to or invited you to in Minnesota, and and then the Bible studies and watching your daughter grow and kind of your heart being pulled by the Lord, right? And the reality is, He's the divine physician, right? And He wants us to be. Um, more connected to him in his word in relationship with others of faith so that he can do more in our hearts both healing and enlightening us teaching us 
filling us with his gifts like it's it is a journey it's a lifelong journey and so it's so beautiful that the lord has gotten you to a place to recognize that yeah once a month uh, or once a week sunday mass is probably not enough no if you're going to grow well uh, yeah and you're just not going to get anything from the mass i mean i think that's why i never really liked going because it's like i don't really even understand these scripture readings like i have no context for them right but I'm gaining more context, and it's so much more intellectually interesting and and spiritually interesting, you know. And you know, and so I think we think of the Bible as just this, but it's it's a history book too, right? And mm-hmm. and so if you like, it's it just makes it all so much deeper and yes. more meaningful when you put in some work. Yeah, uh, and um, I've I've enjoyed that piece of it a lot. So we have about three minutes left, mm-hmm. and I kind of just want to go back to why why you're on the show, and it's to share the fact that you have the wound, a deep wound, of losing your son, right? And the reality is that that wound may never fully heal in this lifetime, right? I don't know. What would no. you share about that with people who are going through something similar? Yeah, I, I don't think the wound heals. Um, I mean, literally, I could start crying in a second. You I know, know, it just and uh, before this happened, I never cried. I just was like a pretty stoic person. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't heal, but you figure out how to keep moving, and it, and it it gives you gifts in other ways. Like I'm a far more compassionate person, uh, empathetic. I, you know we've been now around other families that have lost people and I feel like we've been support systems for them. Yes. Um, you know, too many times, right, people, they, they, they struggle and they have something bad that happens to them and they just say, well, a just God would not do this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think, again, if, if, if you're more faithful and you do read scripture, they're suffering all throughout the Bible. And it's part of our journey. It is. And and so to just give up on God because things don't go exactly the way you want them, um, that's not faith. No. You know, that's weak faith, I guess. But it's, it's just, um, so I've always felt that in my core, you know. Um, it's just the deeper process of, of gaining and it's not even it's deeper faith it's deeper understanding it's deeper um it's just growth exactly um and i you know and i just again i say it's all grace right god has given you grace to somehow cling to faith in the midst of a deep deep pain that is pretty much impossible to get beyond fully in this lifetime because you long to see your son yeah and how, how nothing will replace that longing. No. So. But, li- but life does go on. But life goes and there's, on. And there's still good good things in life, right? And don't overlook those, you know? And so last words of encouragement for anybody who's going through a similar process? Yeah. It's, it's really, really hard. But continue to pray. Continue to believe. Don't give up on God, on Jesus. And you, you, you will get through it. You won't. You won't. The pain won't be gone, but but you'll get through it. And, and look for that community. Yeah, look for the community and look for signs. I mean, sign, God's answering things all the time. Amen. Thank you.
have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org.